Hello everyone, this is Britton from Emerald Pacific, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about typography today. So I bet all you classically trained graphic designers out there are happy to hear that I'm going to talk about typography on this podcast. And one thing I, I want to warn you all about, I am not classically trained. However, I do have enough of an education on typography to have an educated conversation about it. So, when it comes to typography, there are two basic sets of characters that you have out there. One is serif fonts, and a serif is basically the type that has like the little feet on them, and they tend to be a little bit more enclosed, so they're a little bit more of a traditional look and feel for type. And then you have the sans serif font. And they're basically in font with no feet, and they're more of a modern-looking font. And it's typically the kind of font that you see on traditional logos today. Not really traditional logos, but more on, like, modern logos. For example, if you look at, like, the Google logo, if you look at Alphabet, if you look at a lot of tech companies, they tend to have sans serif. The reason companies go with sans serif fonts is they typically look aesthetically pleasing. They look a little bit better when you tighten it up, when you space them out, kern it a little bit. They tend to look more modern and people tend to like sans serif fonts or logos based on sans serif fonts a little more than serif fonts. A lot of people look at serifs and they think old school. They don't really typically like to associate their brand with any kind of old style of type. Even though the older style of type is where we came from, and that's where we get a lot of our terms for typography, which we'll talk a little bit about here pretty soon, like kerning and letting and all that good stuff. There's a lot of reasons we have to give credit to serif fonts and how we have a lot of good-looking type nowadays in all of our modern practices. So to start into typography and some of the important aspects of it, I first want to talk about kerning because kerning tends to be the one thing that a lot of designers tend to overlook when they either set type or create a logo. Kerning, a lot of people like to set the optical kerning, and that is a terrible idea. I mean, if you're setting optical maybe for body text. But if you're doing a logo for someone and you set optical to a logo, you are not doing the design justice. It's going to look terrible. So when it comes to kerning, basically what it is is the spacing in between letters. So an optimal kerning will allow someone to read a logo much easier. Or it'll be spaced in a way to where people look at your logo and it feels complete. There's something about a well-kerned logo that looks really nice. It rolls off the tongue a lot easier. And more people tend to prefer something that's kerned properly and manually compared to an optical kern that a lot of designers that kind of call themselves designers, but they're not really designers, tend to set like an optical kern and say, oh, I did kern it. And I was like, no, that's not really kerning, bruh. But anyways... The next term is letting, and letting is also known as line spacing. So letting is the space in between lines that either improve legibility 
or a lot of designers like to cramp the line spacing to try to fit more content, and that's the wrong way to approach lighting. So, typography is heavily misused nowadays. A lot of people don't really have respect for typography, and I think the reason for this is not a lot of people put a lot of weight behind it. There's a lot of people that look at type, and they're like, oh, it's just the way to type out words, and you know, put together paragraphs and that's the only people are reading that. So just kind of type out and, you know, call it a day. And when it comes to like modern type practices, I could not emphasize enough how important it is to have white space, to have proper letting and proper tracking, which tracking is another term. And what it is, is the overall spacing in between letters. So you would set something like tracking if you wanted to space out the letters a little bit more. It's something that you typically don't want to do with like body text. And the reason for that is it can look kind of weird and skewed if you try to apply any kind of tracking on body text. So before I start rambling off on a whole bunch of things you should do and not do, we should look at some of the different hierarchies of text. So you have your title text. That's basically what's going to introduce people to your story, to part of your website, so on and so forth. Then you have the subtitle that should reinforce the title and should add to the value of the title, but not necessarily spill the whole entire story. Then you have all of your subtext or any of your body text. That's going to be the meat and bones of your content. So in respect to typography... When we're looking at titles, subtitles, and body text, we are going to look at what we should kern, what we should add and apply letting to, and what we can apply um, tracking to. So when it comes to logos, if we go back a little bit, if we look at logos, it is definitely a yes. You should be kerning them. You should apply the proper amount of spacing to tighten, either tighten it up or expand it out and try to make it look modern. Try to make it look good. Don't apply just an optical current on it. Make sure you're putting the due diligence to properly current your logo and make it look nice and make it look modern and clean. So this is another area where you can apply the tracking method. And I wouldn't say apply tracking to like the logo, like the actual primary logo. But if you have any kind of reinforcement text underneath it, like for example, if you have a restaurant and it's Bob's Pizzeria, you can make a logo to where you emphasize like the Bob's. And if you want to put a pizzeria underneath it, if you find that between the size that you put Bob's at compared to pizzeria, Let's say that you have Bob's at maybe like a 72-point font, and then you have Pizzeria that's maybe at a 36. And you like the contrast between the two sizes of fonts, but maybe you don't like how spaced out they are, that maybe it feels too small where the Pizzeria is underneath the Bob's. You could improve what's known as tracking to increase the amount of space between the letters, so you can try to make up for all that white space if it looks a little awkward or looks a little bit too small. So I would say that's the only time you should really apply any kind of tracking 
is if you have some kind of support text underneath the primary logo that's not going to take away from the overall composition and design. So we're going to go into looking more towards like titles and subtitles. So with titles, you can apply some kind of kerning to it to make it a little cleaner and look a little nicer. If you have like a magazine, for example, maybe you don't necessarily want to kern everything because it can be a little bit overwhelming. So you can apply like maybe an optical font. It may look okay. However, if you apply optical to any kind of logo, I definitely don't think many designers are going to like that you did that. So this is where you start looking at letting, where between the title and the subtitle, there should be a proper amount of letting to show the hierarchy and not only emphasize the hierarchy with any kind of like font size, but also with the line spacing or with the letting to make sure that there's emphasis on the title and then the subtitle or the reinforcement text is properly set compared to the title text. Now, if we look at the body text, this is where it gets a little bit tricky because when you start trying to apply any kind of kerning principle or any kind of letting principle, you can run into some problems. And the problems I'm specifically talking about is legibility. So you want to make sure that you're setting body copy that is going to be able to be easily read. You don't want to put too much letting or too much line spacing to where it feels awkward, but you don't want to cramp everything in to where people look at the text and they don't want to read it because everything is all cramped together and looking awkward. So how do you properly set the letting and how do you make sure that everything is going to flow nicely? A typical rule of thumb is you want to apply a couple more points of letting compared to the font size. So a standard bit of letting, if you have like a 12 point font, usually the letting should be set at 14. And sometimes you'll see it or hear it reference as set at the 12, 14 or 12 over 14. And this is basically setting the point size compared to the amount of letting that should be involved with the line break. And this is to try to increase any legibility and try to improve the white space to make it easier for someone to read. So when it comes to legibility, what's really interesting is even though the approach to setting type or putting together any kind of type, a lot of people tend to like to use sans serif fonts because they look better or they are more modern the serif fonts tend to be a lot more legible and tend to be easy to read. And this is by design. So how they were designed when it comes to like the feet is the feet are meant to lean the eye over the text and make it a little easier to read. And this is something that any classically trained designer can talk to you about. I'm not going to go into the details about it just because there's a lot of involvement. There's a lot of different attributes to a serif font that is going to go way beyond what this podcast is going to cover today. However, this podcast is going to cover what kind of things you should look out for when you're setting type, whether you're a designer by trade or you're a small business that's trying to put together a newsletter or put together any kind of marketing collateral. So in a nutshell, these are the couple things that you should be looking out for when you're setting any kind of type or putting together any kind of documents that require a lot of type. So 
one, make sure that you're properly kerning any type that is a logo, that is a title, so on and so forth. And also make sure that there's proper point sizes that differentiate the title from the subtitle to the body text to where you know what you're looking for and how the hierarchy sits so your customer or your reader will be able to properly follow what you're trying to get your point across. And also make sure that you're using fonts that are legible that people want to read and don't want to have any kind of hard time sifting over when they're trying to read your article or your body copy. Also be aware of the kind of white space that you're putting in between either your characters or your lines or on the sides of your body copy. You want to make sure that there's enough white space to where someone's eye can easily go down to the next line and not feel like they're getting lost in the body copy so they're not accidentally rereading over a section of your article. And how this can be achieved is making sure that you're setting the letting right. So as a rule of thumb, for any kind of body copy, you want to set it 12 over 14. Make sure that there's enough letting beyond just the point size to where someone can easily go down the text and read line by line and not feel like they're going to end up repeating themselves. And this also goes to what's sometimes referenced as the gutters within an article where you want to have enough space in between the left-hand side of the text and the right-hand side of the text to where someone can easily distinguish where the break is so they can move on to the next line and then continue forward. So that's basically Typography 101. And if you have any questions, more specifics about typography and the importance of it, feel free to send me an email at britain at impactdesign.com. Or you can go to impactdesign.com and send a form using the contact page and let us know if you have any questions or just any kind of comments, any qualms, problems, whatever you have with what we talked about today. Other than that, if you liked this podcast, make sure that you share it with your friends. I would love to start talking to more people except or besides, you know, five to ten people on a weekly basis. I want to start making this more into a community. I want people to have their input, be able to talk about their ideas and what they think, what they feel, and get some conversation going. So subscribe to us, Impact Weekly, on SoundCloud. We're also on iTunes. So definitely leave your feedback. Give us your impressions if you like what we're talking about, if you don't like what you're talking about. And hopefully we get to hear from you guys here pretty soon. I'll talk to you guys later.